probably at Chuck E. Cheese for a birthday party. So we're definitely having equal amounts of fun. They, they, have, they have a five to seven. Don't they still have that band at Chuck E. Cheese? I have to go I back. So. I have to go back on Monday for the kids' like soccer, like end of season party. Like, wow. Yeah, apparently. No, it's, it's not like the old Chuck E. Cheese where they have that stage in the back. Yeah, the stage. I don't the, think it's the, like that. I have not had to go yet with my kids. I convinced oh. them to take John on a daddy date last time. <laughs> Bye. So here's what you can do. You can feel very spiritual and go back and just imagine what it was like for people going into the temple in Jesus' day before he drove out the moneylenders. Because when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you're not allowed to use your money. You do you want to, me to flip tables? Is that yeah, what you're saying? I, you got to exchange your money for Chuck E. Cheese money, just like you did at the temple. Oh, that Roman money is not good enough. You got to exchange it for temple money. Right. And then you can buy the sacrifices you want, because also your goat's not good enough to please buy ours. To please the little idols that are my children. Yes. Yes. See? See? It's just like going to the temple of Jesus day. Flip some tables. I'll go viral real quick. Well, welcome back, Aaron. Uh, do we need to, should we even point that out? Do we need to point that out? Do we? Vashti. What about her? How did you write a whole sermon on Vashti? Seriously. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> How'd you pick these women? Actually, so Vashti is someone that's, that's always stuck with me, and I don't know why, except that her saying no stood out so strongly to me that it's like I say in the, in the message that when Marianne and I were trying to have kids, if we had a little girl, I was trying to convince her to let us name her Vashti. No, just I, I thought that her story was neat, that she was willing to say no in the misfit. The whole thing about it, we don't know what her early life was like up to that point. And maybe she was a wicked Jew hater. You know, maybe she was all the things that they said about her. But what God chooses to show us is kind of what leads to Esther, but her saying no in that situation. And I thought it was a very noble thing to do. My thought for this was Vashti walked so Esther could run. Oh, my goodness. Well, Esther didn't run. Vashti walked. Esther kind of got drugged in the middle of it and stumbled <laughs> all over the place and then finally grew up and then ran. <laughs> there we go. And that, my friends, is a summer of the next two weeks. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Aaron, for joining. We'll be back. <laughs> Okay, so here we are on the Leading Together podcast. I'm sitting here with Judy and Jen, uh, my lovely counterparts here. We are looking at week seven of our Not So Little Women series. And Aaron, who's back, he's back and he's going to be speaking on Queen Vashti, who's mentioned in one chapter, the first chapter of Esther. So I'm curious, before we dive into her, this point in the series... We've talked kind of about our own personal reactions, right? And how um, the series intersects with our own stories and what we're taking away. But you both are within gospel communities, as am I. I'm curious what's like been your pulse on what this series is doing throughout Element right now. It's never as much as I hope. Hmm. Do you know, I just want, I get so excited and I'm like, oh, I'm learning all these great things. Aren't you learning that too? Like... Do I need to do the crickets? I know. <laughs> yes. I, I'm really sad because I have missed so many GC nights mm. because we were either out of town and, and I was really sad that <laughs> Rahab was on the week of Halloween, which we then were with each other on Halloween and did not meet for Rahab. So we didn't get to talk about any of that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how deep we're really going on each individual um, message but 
I think we're back now for a bit. Michelle, oh. you were so loving and gentle to me last week. I really appreciated it. Just, I got really narrow-minded last week. And I listening back, I'm like, it's okay. Because I don't know why. I like talk to God a lot about it. Like, because mm. with Rahab, I felt fiercely like just protective of her character. Yeah. I was like, don't you dare call her a liar or a prostitute. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's I, way more than that. Yeah. I, yes. I felt, and then for this woman, I didn't feel that. And I'm like, mm. God, what's going Like, why can't I have equal compassion for these women? But, and I just kept defaulting to my old way of thinking. And so I, I, when I sat in church on Sunday and listened to the sermon, I'm like, oh, I see. And it was good like to hash it out here and, you were just so gentle and loving to me. Aww. So, and you, it was good. Well, thank, thank you. you. No, I, thank you. I just really appreciate your transparency. I, I didn't feel like you were necessarily being narrow-minded. I thought it was just processing in real time. Yeah. And I had kind of gone through that shift before and like reading it, it, it challenged a lot of my old views about the same text. So, yeah. I mean, I was kind of there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I even read it, but I was so blind, like, no, this it goes this way. Yeah. This is how it goes. And then I didn't pick up on it. It's hard to change those narratives or those lenses on these stories. So what about Vashti? What was your mind on her? Jen's hot take. I mean, I think she was really brave to stand up for what she believed in. I think she knew for sure that what she chose would lead to death, yeah. most likely. It's not going to end well. No. You don't expect, you know, a non-Christian to act like a Christian, but she definitely acted honorably. She acted morally. She did. But it was interesting. I don't remember where it was in the, in the message, but she had three different views of... So first she appealed to him logically, mm. right? She told him, if they see me and think me beautiful, they'll want to right. be mm-hmm. with me and they will kill you. But he didn't listen. Then she came at it from self-respect, right? Mm-hmm. If they see me and think me ugly, you'll be disgraced because of me. And then she pushes for honor. Don't dishonor me in this way. Parade me around. So did she, naked. It, is that, is that in the Bible, those three things that she went through? No. That's what like I That thought. was in Midrash commentary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the, how there were the three different views on that. It's funny too. Even, yeah. People's opinions of her were. Oh my gosh, these rabbinical views. I was like, whoa, some of those are harsh. Yeah. (laughs) Just uh, reminds us all theology is not born in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gotta be uh, mindful of our biases. Yeah, it's still biased. Yeah, everyone has a bias. One thing that came up for me was that um, the vessel that I use. Gross, right? Yeah. Just gross. (laughs) Yeah. And then it says, neither Mede nor Persian, but Chaldean. Do you want to see her? They told him, yes, only if she was naked. So I was kind of thinking of that in the today's language of, so what do we do when we hear a story that comes up like that and somebody throws something in there that's so crude like that? Do we then want to push for more to um, just get the story even more ramped up or do we shut it down? Hmm. And I think that's what I... I came away with a lot from this message was that being honorable, we as believers, do we strive to be honorable? I know we get sucked into the world sometimes, but we still can have that. That really threw me for a loop when I said, yeah, but only if she's naked, like she's just this piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Which was the, the cultural norm at the time. Right. So I don't even know if that's seen as crude back then. Mm-hmm. 
She was property. Which again, Jesus came and he squashed all that. Mm-hmm. He elevated women. He saw them, you know, he reiterated, we're all Im- made in the image of God, you know, image bearers. That's not just somebody's sister. That's your sister, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in Christ. It's important to see people mm-hmm. at that level. Also honor, I think the, yeah, I really focused on the honor theme sermon and just thinking about all the areas of our life where that should show up and I was even thinking about social media, hmm. you know, and I don't really go on there, but I know some people do, and they just think I'm going to change this person's mind with the pro- perfectly worded comment, you know, that'll do it, that'll show them and work. Right. <laughs> Not going to work. The whole concept of honor really stood out to me. This is like the king's, I was going to say henchmen. I don't like they're henchmen, mm-hmm. but in the tone of the story, I guess henchmen fits. <laughs> so they're talking to him, and it says, so this is in verse 20. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, for it is vast, all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low alike. And just that concept of honor in their eyes, honor is essentially just blind submission. Mm. But what, what does it mean to be honorable through the lens of the gospel? Like to me, there's such a sharp contrast there because according to them, Vashti would have been honoring Xerxes, right? Right. If she would have complied and gone out and paraded herself. And above all, we need to look good. Uh Uh-huh. It's an external, you know, looking good external. And so is that truly honoring him? You know, even, even as I think here as women married to our husbands, what does it mean to honor them? If not this. I think really honoring your husband is encouraging them as well to be walking with the Lord Mm -hmm. and decisions that God would be pleased with. Sometimes, sometimes those aren't easy ways of encouragement. Sure. There are great fun ways in how we can encourage one another, but sometimes there are hard, hard times as well. It's just as, as, as if we're honoring our friends. We want them to be honorable to Christ. Right. And that's where I kind of landed in thinking through a lot of this, like the when we honor Jesus, first and foremost, I think that's when we really cultivate honor in other people, yes. not just giving into their whims. Right. Because this shows us, you know, Xerxes was a nutcase in this case, as we all can be. It's so funny. They're panicking. <laughs> the women will go wild in the whole nation, in the whole empire. Like if, if one is defiant. <laughs> I know. If word gets out, well, well, chaos in the streets. Like, it's really kind of a funny reaction. Yeah. But don't you don't you see this still going on today? I mean, in some circles about honoring your husband and what that looks like. Oh, totally. I just appreciate being in a church who Aaron does not stay in this little box. A mutual honor between yeah, yes. spouses, mutual love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each person giving a hundred percent, not the 50, 50. Mutual submission yes. in Ephesians yeah. five. Yeah. I was struck by the idea <clears throat> of honoring, um, one another means to love one another the way God loved us to love God and love your neighbor. And I think that is missing a lot in our society right now that when we see people other that are other, 
than us that have different ideas than us. We tend to fear them and that fear sort of leads to hate. And instead of seeing them as a neighbor to be loved, we see them as an enemy to be defeated. Hmm. And we need to get back to love your neighbor as yourself, regardless of our disagreements, that the gospel pulls us all together, you know, to unify us under the banner of love that God has given to us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just our, our highest ethic just needs to be love. I appreciated Aaron's last point just because it, it kind of rounds it out, brings perspective. This isn't some behavioristic message on how to be more honorable. And, you know, although we should, again, we should live honorably because Jesus has sought us and loved us and rescued us. But Marie says, as great as character is, character doesn't save us. Yeah, that's exactly. Only Jesus yeah, saves us. I circled that too. And you think about hey. it, even in this instance, Vashti, right, made an honorable decision. And it, I mean, it really didn't save her. She likely was executed for that. What truly saves us is the rescue that comes from Jesus yeah. alone. And that's going out for all the legalists out there. I <laughs> <laughs> think you can, yeah, work your way in. And it's, yeah, it's the salvation brings character. Mm. So good. Well, I did make sure at the at the end, after I you got back and I kind of went through it, I, I really felt it almost was more of a morality message, and I didn't want that to be the focus of it. Yeah, and that's why that's... I added that last point of, you know, we are not saved by our character. We are saved by Christ. Didn't save Vashti. <laughs> but, you know, and also, you know, Vashti, you know, wasn't a believer. I mean, obviously, we, we don't know her heart. We can't say that. But, I mean, I'm not, and I'm sure and you see that you know, I think salvation as we understand the gospel begins to lead to a change in our lives it leads to a change in our character to want to live this way not because it makes God love us but because we are loved and we want to honor him with our lives and for us that could be I think a great direction if we're in our gospel communities wanting to have a discussion about character and why character is so important to make sure we land in that spot the spot that says it's not character that saves us, it's Christ's grace that saves us. When we trust in him, we understand the depth of what he did, we then begin to change as a result, not as something that affects our salvation, not as something that brings it about, but something that comes as the result of what's done in us. And that's a good place, I think, to drop that. That's a good ending right there. That's a great ending. There's nothing to follow up on that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't have to, the last two weeks have been like three weeks since I haven't been here, mm -hmm. have been like 18 minutes long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, man, trim these things down. They don't need to be trimmed. It's a good length. It's like another 80%. Mm -hmm. And some could see that as a positive thing, <laughs> but of course it is a negative. <laughs> They be wrong. <laughs> <laughs>